Hey, strangers. Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. I'm Krista, and always with me is Kurt. How are Hi, you? guys. How are you today, Kurt? I am hanging in there. Five minutes ago, I was like, are you ready? He said, no. No, and I feel, <laughs> I think it's because this is a catch-up episode, and it's just kind of yeah. scattered, and I feel like not prepared we're for Just it. in the last two minutes, we're like, oh, we got to do this. Oh, shoot, we forgot this. Yeah, we forget. we're so like we're going to forget stuff. We're going to forget stuff. Yeah, we're totally going to forget My stuff. My goal with this is... The titillating 20 will probably be like the fabulous 40 or okay. the... So be forewarned. Yeah. So, it, so is the, there a topic that you're going to cover There's today? a topic. It's going to be... It would be like one for a short, like for my favorite mini mystery. So it's a short topic. I have two possible short topics. So depending on how long this goes. Okay. So having said that, if you're just tuning in, you're a new listener, you don't want to sit through all the taste tests and the housekeeping, and we have a lot of packages to open and voicemails to listen to... Kurt's going to post the timestamp in the show notes of when we get to an actual topic. Yeah. Maybe this episode isn't for you if you're new. Maybe go back an episode or skip to the next one because it is mostly just going to yeah. be us catching up and totally agree. Reading some emails, playing some voicemails yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just want to give a special thank you to a lot of listeners that messaged me about the anxiety yeah. stuff that I've been going through. So I really People do truly. So they are. I really do truly appreciate that. So thank you. Things have been better. Yeah. But you seem better. Yeah. Your texts have it, been it, more it, upbeat. It worries me that that week or two was really bad. And is this like a cycle that's going to happen? But I feel you, like you and I have talked about this. Like what almost set me off, I almost feel like, for that really bad experience was the thing with my stimulus check oh. where I panicked about yes. that. And I'm actually going to talk about that, I think, during our stories episode. Okay. Because the more I think about it, the more that's weird to it me. Weird... That, yeah, yeah. It was like a it weird... It was weird. Like almost, I don't want to say Mandela effect, but almost like a deja vu or something. Like yeah. something that totally freaked me out. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring that up in our listener stories episode. Okay. Which will be coming up, by the way, but we will We'll get to that. that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it probably helps that the end is near classes are ending in a few weeks right yeah so you'll have the summer off yeah well sort of right you still have to work sometimes in the summer and but it's 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 unless i think somebody's done something like this job it's impossible to explain how it's the most stressful hard heartbreaking job you can do but at the same time it's the most rewarding yeah you know when i'm when when i have a student say something like unbelievably sweet to me yeah you know, and now that I'm making bonds with some of the students of the, the class I'm in now, it's just like, no, I don't want to leave them, you know? Right. So it's it's hard. Hmm. And you know, I, like, I could, I'm, yeah, I'd The be principal said to me one day, he saw me fist bump somebody in the hallway and tell him I liked their sweatshirt. And he took me aside and he said, you know, you don't know what their home life is right. like. And that little interaction could make their day. Right. You know, where it, it might just be like a little moment of being nice to me that could seriously make their day. Right. So that's stuff that I need to remember. Yeah. So And the things they do make your day too. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's a mutual thing. Yeah. That's awesome. It really does. Like when I'm walking in the hallway and I hear someone yell, Mr. K on the other side of the hallway <laughs> and they're you know, students waving to me. So yeah, it's just hard to explain what that job is like, but it's so difficult at mm-hmm. the same time. Well, maybe you'll be in a better mindset the start of next year if you're gonna stick with it. Yeah, I'm still debating what I'm gonna do. 
You got some time to figure it out. I got just keep buying lottery tickets and <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll set up a Patreon and keep selling T-shirts. Yeah, and, which yeah, is a, a good lot of segue. people have. Yeah, it's a good segue. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing my Toy and Be Tile T-shirt that it's Beth awesome. created, which is amazing. Um, my friend, somebody that my husband has known probably since grade school, his family owns a a promotional item store. I guess you would call it where people can like order keychains for their company and give them mm-hmm. out at trade shows or whatever. But we ordered these t-shirts through him and he, he came through. They, they're amazing. And we're out of mediums already. <laughs> so wow. I'm shipping a shirt to Carly in Aus- uh, Australia, Australia yep. today, which is crazy. Um, and another person has a shirt going out. And thanks to people who are buying t-shirts on Public. Buying them for me. I've even moved Adam a mug and Sophie. lately. Adam yep. and Sophie have one. Sophie surprised Adam with a t-shirt from Public, So that's really cool. Um, but the company that we got these t-shirts through is called Worldwide LTD. And it's a local family-owned Wisconsin company. So if, you, if you're looking good, for they're something. They're nice shirts. Yeah, and they're really soft. Adam even, sa- Adam even said that. Adam. Well, he got that from Public, which oh. is a different source. Yeah. But I'm glad that because I think Josh said, he, Josh Carpenter said he got his t-shirt from T Public and, and didn't, didn't Brian? Brian did yep. too, yep. and Rhonda. Yep. Oh, Rhonda, I think just got a refund. I don't think she got her T-shirt yeah. because of the whole debacle. But <laughs> it was a debacle. Hopefully, that's all straightened out now. Also, I'm going to be putting a poll, I think, on Facebook to decide what our next T-shirt should be from this company, my friend. I think it would be fun to do like one that says "We'll get to that." <laughs> that's true. And then one that says "This is the dog, okay?" Like, yeah. I'd like to have yeah. some catchphrases, like different, different ones. Yep. That wouldn't make sense to anyone who doesn't yeah. listen to the show, but it's like an inside yep. joke. So maybe I'll put a poll out for that. I like that. Um, what else? Shout outs to our newest strangers. Okay. Those are, we have more than two. Last time we only had two. <laughs> we did. Adam Clemenson, Jennifer Stroop Vergney, I think Vergney, Sarah Trepish, Greg Thompson Jr., and Miguel Morris. Nice. Thank you guys so much for joining the strangers. I think I have a little message from Miguel I'm going to read from Instagram, okay. so. Cool. Oh, and I would just want to give a huge thank you to Corey for being on the yeah. last episode. Did great as always. Yep. I always, he's always like, I don't know if I did good. And oh, then he, I send him all the messages oh, I get. after him. you? I know, he must, it must run in our family. <laughs> oh, so okay. I always send him the messages I get about what a good job he did. And he's like, okay, I guess I did okay. So thank you so much, Corey. You always knock it out of the park when yeah, you come on here. He you do. So thank you so much. Somebody was just asking about school that because I, I mentioned school every yeah. once in a while and I thought I'd just throw it out there that I finished my environmental science class three and a half half weeks early with an A. You more than finished it. Yeah, <laughs> my not to brag, but my professor loved my final presentation so much. She wants to use it as an example for future students, <laughs> which was like an amazing way to end the class. And I got to do it on my favorite state park. Um, here in the town that I live in. So that was a fun experience. Awesome. So yeah, yeah you I met, have you, one met, you more class. You texted me that and I was like, because you were like, unless I really bombed. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you obviously didn't bomb <laughs> I it. I guess not. <laughs> she said it was, and then these are her words, one of the best, if not the best presentations she's seen from a student. And wow. I was like, okay, wow. That that made me feel really good. So I have one class left. It's I think our Patreon class. money went to like a little under the table bribe for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so that I'm glad I have the summer off now, and I take one more class in the fall, and then I'll have my associates, which is just an associates, but it's still uh, still it's a good. Yeah, yeah it's it is still good. It's what I need for my my the promotion I got. So awesome. Yeah. So what else? Uh, we want to give because we never mention 
like our listeners podcast mm-hmm. that they started. So we want to give like a mass shout out to our listeners podcast. I have been giving them shout outs on Instagram. Awesome. I still have a couple more to go, but I've been posting like, hey, if you're looking for content in between our episodes, check this out. We so, are hoping we have them all. I hope so. I, I would feel awful if we forget someone. If we forgot yours, let us know. Yeah, send us a scathing email or something. Yeah, <laughs> not a scathing email. Um. That would be, of course, Brian Young and Lauren with Transatlantic History Ramblings, which we've been on. Mm-hmm. And I also want to give a plug to his book that he co-authored, which I absolutely love. It's called The Wrestlers Wrestlers, The Masters of the Craft of Professional Wrestling. And he co-wrote it with Dan Murphy. And isn't there a picture of him wearing one of our Strange Sessions t-shirts at the book signing? Yes, he was wearing which our Strange. Which is really yeah. cool. But it's such a good book. But I love, re- I, not right now, but I loved, back in the day, back in the day I yeah. loved professional wrestling. I watched it up until maybe 10 years ago. It just it changed. It changed. It yeah. did. But I used to. I grew up loving it. So so did I actually. I and, watched it when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, and his you know? book is about like the people that the wrestlers themselves say are the best wrestlers. Oh, that's cool. So it's really really well written, and I'm learning a ton. And it is an awesome book. And nice. he sent me a, a a copy, and he's a really sweet inscription in there and everything. So that's really cool. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um. Other podcasts are, of course, Brad Medeiros' Killing, Missing, Hidden, which is awesome. Xander, we get a lot of new listeners yeah. from his yes, show. Yes, we do. So, thank, so you. thank you so much, Brad. Xander and Stone. Tristan Petrash. I, th- I, th- I think he kind of got brave to, to do his YouTube channel and stuff kind of because of us doing ours. I mean, ours. Well, I'll take the credit. I don't yeah. know if it's ours yeah. to take, but he does but his is cooking stuff. Yeah, he's an and amazing chef. so good. Yeah, he focuses he always on tags Korean me. food. Yeah, he always tags me and stuff and I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. Mouth is watering. I'm in school eating like a Fruit Loop flavored Pop-Tart and I'm seeing the stuff that he's making. It's like, ugh. And the videos are really well done. He's clearly yes. a professional chef. Yep. And Bridget, who has my best vintage life. What's up, Bridget? Which is awesome. Hey, Bridget. And... Brian Martinez, who does Film Deviant. Yes, and I've been on multiple episodes of that. He's not really recording anymore, but the content is still out there if you're interested. And Devin Zahn, who we talk about on here, he sent us a story. That's Rhonda and Mark's son. He started one called Tales for the Dark, Creepy Internet Stories. Mm -hmm. And he gave us shout outs on there. He does a taste test on there. Mm -hmm. Pickle. Thing. Pickle, yep, in, <laughs> so, in honor of us. And he will be on our next he episode. He will be on our next episode. When he comes on, he is going to once again talk about his experiences with the Hat Man. Mm-hmm. So that episode is going to be a revisit deep dive on the Hat Man. And I have spent this week driving back and forth to work listening to podcasts mm. about the Hat Man. Nice. And it's a fascinating. The more I listen to it, the more I'm like... This it's is weird. crazy how common those this experiences is weird. are. Yeah, and people so, who don't even know who the hat man is yeah. hear a story yeah, like about it. Yeah, my sixth grader that told me about yes, that. So you mentioned that in a previous That episode. will be next episode. Devin will be joining us. Yeah. So just really, it's really awesome that you guys are doing podcasts and, and video podcasts. So it's, and they're so good. Mm-hmm. You know, they make me question ours. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. they're <laughs> so, they're so good. We are what we are. That's right. <laughs> We're that a is, small town. That podcast. is right. Um, for housekeeping, we've been having an issue with strangers trying to get into the group, answering the questions, but them not coming through. Yeah. If that ever happens to you, if you find that um, Facebook keeps sending you uh, 
telling you you have to answer the questions and you've answered them, feel free to IM one of us if you're able to or IM the show or go to Instagram if you're there and IM. I had someone answer the questions through an IM on Instagram and I approved their okay. uh, membership that way. Then I don't I, know why it's When I went that. on last night to uh, copy and paste the names of our new listeners... In order to, I went to get into the, the, you know, the administration stuff and it wouldn't let me because it says I need to set something to automatically let people enter if they answer the questions right. So I wonder if that's something about, like, maybe I need to go in there and set that, but I how don't know how that would work. I don't know because one of our questions right. is what is your favorite episode? Yeah. It's open-ended. Yeah. And sometimes legitimate listeners just don't listen to the end so they can't enter. Oh yeah. But then the they answer the other one. stuff, right? So, yeah. I don't like the auto thing. We'll end up rejecting people we shouldn't and exactly. letting people in that we shouldn't. <laughs> the people so. that answer yes for all three questions. Yeah. So that could be part of the reason. Yeah. But, sorry if you're struggling with that, but yeah. we'll find a workaround. Yep. But if you, if you message one of us and just say, hey... I actually do listen. We'll let you in. Yep. So cool. Um, other housekeeping. Where is it on my list here? There's going to be an upcoming listeners stories yes. episode. The next episode, like I said, is going to be with Devin. We're going to talk about the hat man. And after that is going to be another listener stories episode that you guys really seem to love those. Yeah. So that episode will be coming out. What's the date? So we're recording with Devin on the 22nd. So we would be recording on June 5th. Yes. So we need your submissions by what date? You need We need some time to compile them, right? Yeah, probably by... Do you want to say May 31st? That gives people over three weeks to submit their yeah, ideas. Yeah, by the end of May. Okay. So if you and can... And we've already got quite a few. Yeah, if you can get... It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> I know. We could split it. We might split it into two. Yeah, you never know. Okay. So part if you guys have two. a story of something that happened to you that you would like us to read in that episode or you can send us a voice clip of you talking about it people always love that but do you have until the end of may yep and we'll give you that contact information at the end of this episode yes and what else were we going to talk about um in a weird in a kind of a weird bit of synchronicity within the last week we've had two people make logos for us oh yeah that is weird but um, also so cool my nephew my nephew Asher. That's a really cool. Yeah, because Corey said or Asher said call. I think Corey texted me and said, "Can can you call Asher? Asher wants to send you something." So uh, he sent me that, and he just l wanted to make a logo for us, so he did. And then Brad, yesterday, yeah. Brad made us a logo. So we're thinking if you guys want to make us logos maybe next season we'll start just using different logos for every episode yeah so when you open your podcasting app your logo might be showing if yeah. that's something you sent us or if we could even put it on a t-shirt and you'll get a free t-shirt yeah. out of it yeah just know that you're donating the logo to us and you won't be getting proceeds from every t-shirt sold <laughs> true good point <laughs> you'll just get a free t-shirt out of it yeah that would get really complicated but i just thought it was weird that in like a span of just a couple days two different people all yeah. of a sudden are like out of uh -huh. the blue made us a logo. and they're both really cool logos. yeah they both are really cool logos so if you guys if you're artistic if you want to make a logo for us please feel free and send it to Krista or i yeah and next season, we're probably going to like rotate. We'll start rotating because it's been the same. Same logo sessions since day logo. one. Then that was the one that was supposed to be a placeholder that mm -hmm. I just whipped together in like two or three minutes. So and now it's on t-shirts. Now so. it's on t-shirts, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. So yeah. And I think that's kind of all I have for housekeeping. I wanted to give a shout out to Kate and Jeff. 
um Verhelst. Kate um is an avid listener. Jeff is from Paranormal Palaver. Yeah. He doesn't listen. It's fine. I've accepted it. I've moved on. I love both of them. <laughs> yes. I really do. But they are um leaving today to head on a road trip to California for a wedding. Nice. And Kate wanted to get her t shirt before she went so that she could wear it in California and advertise it. And I'm sure she'll be listening to this at some point. So thank you so much, Kate. Hope you guys have a really fun and safe trip. That's so cool. It really is. Yeah. Okay, should we start opening packages and doing taste yeah, tests? Yeah, we what do you to, do? We'll just do the taste test first. Okay. And then we got a couple packages to open, so yep. let's just do... So we got to do a Norway treat. Is that this? Yep. The we, box... Oh my gosh, this box is heavy. We will just do the Norway treat. Okay, what do you think? I mean, this one there's on been, top says... There, there's been nothing bad. Sweet, salt, and crunchy. Big fave. I'm sold. <laughs> Take the box back. Oh, we're we should talk about Patreon too because people have been giving us really great ideas for our Patreon. Yeah, and I I think I'm going to start moving forward with that. So after we're done with this, let's touch on that. I gotta take a picture. It's called Smash. Smash. <laughs> they look like chocolate covered bugles. They do. I was like thinking that they were bugles actually when when you you pulled huh. it out. Okay. Sweet, salt, and crunchy. Big fave. Okay, ready. I am I am intrigued. Me too. Do you want to read in- ingredients or anything? No. Okay. Well, she said she would flag it. Oh, yep. boy. Here we go. Mm. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Ooh, they smell good. I got to take a picture. Everything that. that we... Oh, my God. That looks, that good. looks really good. Everything we've gotten from the Norway box of mystery so far has been just amazing. I think we might have to take our Strange Sessions road tour to okay. uh, Norway. I'm basically just grabbing a handful. I'm really excited. My mouth is watering a little bit, yeah. actually. Chocolate. They do look like chocolate-covered bugles. <laughs> they do. Starting the day I with chocolate. Think that's what they are. Okay, are you ready? I'm not even going to give them a sniff test because they are going to be magnificent. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Mmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they are. Mm. They're bugles covered in chocolate. Mm. You would not think that would be a good combination. It really is. It really is good. Oh my gosh! I'm eating all these. I took. Even like sorry. That's annoying. There's a peanut butter taste. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh That's really good. I'm gonna have to make Jim try these. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm giving these a ten. Mm-hmm. Mm. Me too. I never in a million years would have thought of putting chocolate on a bugle. But it's really good. Oh my god. <sighs> wow. Okay, one more and then I'm done. <laughs> mm. Mm. Wow. You Norwegians. We have to go to Norway. Wait, is that right? Norwegians, yep. They're on to something. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Crystal's a fan. They're really good. Yeah. Okay. They're probably good for you, too. What's that? They're probably good for you, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, not processed oh, those at are, all. Oh, those are amazing. <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> okay. Now what? We have boxes to open. Should I open this? Sure. I know what it you is You know what already. that is. Yep. Yep. Oops. We Oh, just just throw my flash drive anywhere over there. At least you brought one this time. Oh, Ew. I got roasted. So while I'm struggling with this package, um, quick backstory: I'm 
I'm a little bit of a gamer. I say a little bit of a gamer because I'm not like you. Know, I don't have like the whole setup. I'm not doing online co-ops. Whatever with you like have, head- like, you you are you're like in a you're like in a team like a Call <laughs> like of Duty team with your headset. You got oh, sure. team T-shirts. No, in classic introvert Krista style, <laughs> I prefer to be all by myself doing a single player game. Yep, not having to talk to anyone unless it's a two player game that I can play with Jim because he likes to play too. But I actually play video games way more than he does, which is kind of odd, maybe. But anyway, I posted on the Facebook page that I'm. I've played Silent Hill Downpour. It's the only game I currently have anymore. I have a couple of the old ones, but wow, the the controls or the the way that you maneuver around is so strange compared to like how the newer yeah. games are that it's really difficult to get used to. Um, and The Last of Us, I've I've played that game like at least three or four times now. So I asked for some suggestions from strangers, and one was Bioshock. Tristan actually recommended that. It came yesterday. I found a used one, and I'm playing that. It's really fun. It's hard to get used to again, though, because I prefer the perspective like your character or whatever is in front of you and you're slightly above looking as you're maneuvering and Bioshock is point of view. So you can't see your character. You just see yeah. what they see. And I, it's I think I very played disorienting. part of the first one, but I didn't like it. I, I'm liking it. Uh, it's You have to kind of figure out little puzzles. You have to look for things. You have to kill stuff. It's got like a creepy vibe to it. So I like that. It's just the, the perspective is really disorienting and a little bit nauseating. <laughs> but I'm having fun with it. And then another listener who's a fellow Wisconsinite, Ryan, sent me, offered to send me three video games because he no longer has a PS3 and these were just collecting dust and he and several people actually highly recommended these games so I'm really you know what I highly recommend get these you get a PlayStation 4 that is what I highly recommend is it Witcher really 3 it? Witcher 3 one of the best video games I've ever played in my life I started watching the Netflix series <laughs> Not the same. It's okay. So anyway, Ryan sent me Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. Nice. I've so heard they're good, I'm but I've never like, played the Uncharted games. This is totally my kind of game, yeah. too. Like I, it, it's almost like a Tomb Raider kind of Yes, and I vibe. was really into the Hitman games, so I think it's kind of like that. And, yep. But adventures and first-person shooter, like this is my kind of game. So I'm really excited to try these two. So thank you, Ryan, so much. I asked for suggestions, and I got actual games. So, I mean. <laughs> you, can't, you can't argue with uh, that. That's awesome. Yeah. So thanks thank you, to Ryan. Tristan for the suggestion to Ryan for sending these because that's just that anyone would do that blows me away so Sweet. thank you all right what's next I don't know should we just start yeah from the what's top? that on the top that's weird it's like a yellow here's like one two three four there's a card oh, oh nobody can hear me oh. <laughs> you're pulling a Krista <laughs> usually that oh, okay. I almost tipped the table over should I open this one yeah the forest floor I follow them on Instagram. That's so weird. They're all about Bigfoot stuff. So I wonder if one of our listeners, because I don't, I don't think they follow us. These have been down here for a couple weeks, so we're not sure. I wonder if our listener, one of our listeners follows them and decided to order something from them for us. But I follow this group on Instagram. Do I need to take pictures? Well, maybe, yeah. It's a company, so I think it's okay. All right. It says Fragile. These are the same stickers I put on the mug packages. Nobody cares. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right. Oh, and Ryan, I'm going to be sending you a mug as a thank you. Because this was really sweet of you. I don't want people to think I'm taking advantage by saying, hey, I want this. And then someone sends it to me. Yeah. That's not 
my bag. So you're getting a mug. It's not your thing. Not my thing. I probably need. Oh no, it's working. It's got to be a. See, it's got to my... be a big footy. Some kind of big footy thing. Okay, so here's oh, little gift from Idaho. Hope you enjoy, Angel. Oh, from Angel. Yeah, Angel's one of our listeners. I can't remember if it's. So this is their card, the Forest Floor, and they sell like hats and sweet all kinds of stuff. Um, so it says the Forest Floor is. Am I saying that? The forest floor is on a journey to dig deep into our nation's history and explore the scientific evidence that surrounds this phenomenon. Find evidence, theories, products, and podcasts when you visit our website. And it's, like I said, it's pretty much all about Bigfoot, at least what I've noticed. Okay. So I'm pulling this out. Oh, I almost missed this. Look at it. <laughs> <Like> a tiny <laughs> a little, little tiny Bigfoot sticker. Cute. Okay. Whoop. There's actually another one in here. Oh, cute. These are cute. I don't want to miss anything. Okay. I'm going to open the box. Oh, look at it. How cute is that? So I had to take a picture of this. Little Bigfoot. Sorry, this is riveting for people. Now I understand why people want to fast forward through this. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Angel's a new list. I think Angel joined. I think she joined not that long ago. Look at it. It's a plushy little That is so foot. cute. And it's got a magnet so he can yes. sit on our own. And he has like a little Bigfoot blanket. <laughs> Come on. That is so cute. Feel him. Feel how soft he is. Is that not the cutest thing you've ever that seen? That is adorable. Okay, I gotta take a picture of him in his little box. I am box in and blanky, little Bigfoot blanky. We need to name him. Like he is name worthy. I don't know what to name him, but he's adorable. Okay, that is so cute. Uh, he's gonna sit here and just look at me. <laughs> he's gonna be oh upstairs looking at Krista while she's watching TV or playing video games. Well, Angel, thank you so much. Thank this you, is Angel. The cutest thing in the world. He's so <laughs> adorable. I like the blanket. I like his little oh Bigfoot gosh. blanket. He came with his own blanket. Okay. Just I can I mean I feel like I can't say it on enough, but the fact that people go out of their way to send, send us this us stuff. stuff just okay. in return for a subpar podcast. No kidding. Do not bend. Handle with care. I'm guessing Cryptid postcards coven. or stickers. Cryptid so Coven. This is from Ashley Castile. Cryptid Coven Creations. So sometimes I think that's just the name of the company they ordered from. So, But I want to take a picture of this because that's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can... Ooh, I am like, you're, do you you're, see how many packages yeah, I've You're like opened? on fire with the packages lately. And people said that they wanted that to be a Patreon <laughs> is to watch Video me struggle. Video of Krista struggling to open packages. Ooh. <gasps> what? Look at this. It says the strangeness it's is ca- following. It and is calling must... and we must follow. <sighs> so these are the, uh, yeah, the like Fresno the, the, Night the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Nightcrawlers, that's what it is. That is awesome. So is this like... I'm trying to. Oh, this is from Etsy. So this is like a little Etsy shop. That is got little alien stickers in it. I want to open it. That is really cool. It is really cool. So did somebody like? I don't know. Was this something that existed? And oh wait, there's more. (gasps) So I think this somebody must sell these. Okay, so this one says somewhere something incredible is waiting to be known. I like these. 
The heart knows things the mind can't explain. This looks like a little Mothman almost. That does look just like a Mothman. Uh, we need another. We need another magnetic board because these have to go up. These are so cool. Okay, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna take a picture of these. So somebody makes these in their Etsy shop, and someone saw them and thought they were amazing. I gotta look a little closer to see if. I love, where like are we a, gonna where are we gonna put those? Well, I think we need. A I don't. New I don't want to put a tack through those. No, these are magnets. These are. These are what you put magnets on. But let me. I just. Who is this from? These are so cool. Oh wait, there's more. There's like, like this a little, little alien man. sticker. I like this little Mothman one. And then there's like a, a little. It just says enjoy with a star on it. These are so cool. Do you think the person who owns this Etsy shop I don't know. sent it to us? I don't know. Synchronicities. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's got that's, a can. That's, that's from, from, that's from Hellier. Hellier. Yep. It's a tin can sticker. A yeah. sticker of a tin can with the word synchronicity. I like it. that. That's amazing. That okay, is super maybe cool. Maybe this will give us a clue. I don't like not being able to properly thank people. <laughs> Little gift from Idaho. Hope you enjoy. Angel, this is from Angel, thank you. too. Thank you, Angel. See, I'm glad I dig a little further. Wow. Angel, you're awesome. Thank Angel, you so much. You're our angel. These are so cute. These are really cute. Okay. I like that I tin can sticker. I organized. Do you want to like put it on your laptop or anything or on your phone? I mean, stickers are meant to be used. Yeah, but I just don't like using them if I really like them because they're just going to get beat that's up. that's the thing. I'm the same way. Okay, I'm going to put that back in there. That is so cool. i got to add to my shopping list because he's going to get lost. Yeah. And he'll be facing down, so that'd be kind of weird. i got to figure out a way to display our little Sasquatch. We, we can get a little metal thing that, like, even a lamp, it could, it could go on the That's lamp. That's true. The lamp base. Actually. He's going to be This episode isn't going to be riveting for anyone. No, it's just it's us not. getting caught up on stuff that we need. Although my story, I think, is interesting. He's going to be sitting and looking at me. <laughs> we have to name him. I'm going to say it like five times through the episode. Okay. And then that'll be next week. We'll be like, I know we forgot something. Oh, wait. This is from Coleman. Oh, we have more taste tests from Coleman. Yeah. Should we do that this episode? Let's do the taste test stuff next time when Devin's here. Okay. So let's save that yeah. for Devin. We'll make him taste one of these Idaho spuds too. Okay. We got to find something nasty because all our stuff is good lately. <laughs> um, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Okay. I think I need the ceremonial dagger. For yes, this. you do. <laughs> Very dramatically. With a wide stance. Okay. Let's see. Try to do this in a way that doesn't result in me needing to. Yeah, especially since we were saying, you're doing so good with opening packages. <laughs> and Krista's hauled off to the hospital. Okay, I'm back. So there's a letter. Um, I'm going to take a picture. From stranger Jennifer. Jennifer Little. Thank she you, actually Jen signs her first and last name, so I feel like if they do that, it's okay to say it. Thank you, Jennifer. So it says, greetings, Krista and Kurt. Enjoy the treats from Melissa, Ooh. Texas. Ooh. Oh, so the sit town of Melissa? Is that what it is? I think I think there is a Melissa, Texas. If and, I'm the, not... and the big foot, foot stuff from Oklahoma. Keep up the great work. Love the podcast. We're in for more Bigfoot stuff. But there's taste test stuff, too, it sounds like. stuff in here <laughs> oh my goodness oh geez i just smacked my microphone 
You're gonna have so much editing to do this episode. Gonna... So we have an "I Love Sasquatch" <laughs> That's awesome. bumper sticker and a "Respect the Squatch" <laughs> sticker. sticker. I like that. So I gotta take pictures of these, and then there's some Respect taste test. Respect stuff. the Squatch. So this is the Bigfoot stuff from Oklahoma, and then should we save all this? Is there lots of taste test stuff? Don't don't peek at them. Oh, don't peek. I'm not looking. <gasps> that is awesome. There's so much stuff in here. Oh okay. my gosh. So we have hats. They you say. You got one for each of us? Yes. And there's a Bigfoot air freshener. I can smell it. It smells really. It it doesn't oh it doesn't gosh. smell like skunk, skunk ape crazy. funk. It smells really pretty. And then there's a Believe Bigfoot scouting at Beaver's Bend Resort Park can koozie. Oh, and then this there's a hat that says Gone, gone Squatchin', Beaver's, Beaver's Bend, Bend Resort, Resort Park. Park. Okay. Oh, my this gosh. Is there's awesome. more in there. Hold on. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. I don't... I just don't even know what to say. Okay, hold on. I'm going to take a picture of you. We are so spoiled. We are so spoiled, you guys. There is... Bigfoot Sweatshop Lover's Spell Goat Milk Soap. So here you go. This is cute. We got the broken bow welcoming committee. There's Bigfoot and a bunch of critters. Oh, it's magnet. a this is a magnet. Oh, soap smells really good. It does smell really good. Oatmeal milk and honey. Goat this milk soap. Crazy. This is Bigfoot poop. <laughs> chocolate almonds. Ooh, so that's another taste test. That's another so let's taste save test. That. We'll okay. save this. We get this is good because then I had this is like the first year I don't think I've had to buy any taste test stuff for this okay. episode for the shows. Oh. And I got to take a picture of this spread of This is so awesome. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I love this. Okay, hold on. I got to clean up my area. Wow. This week for school, I'm going to be out at the school forest running a geocaching course, so my gone squatching cap will definitely get worn out in the woods. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to put this over here. Now we have one more big box. This is so This is seriously amazing. Okay. You guys are the best. We love you guys so much. Yep. Okay. This is like Christmas. So thank you again, Jen, because this is like, I just can't even. Okay. <laughs> Krista can't even. I can't even. All right. Yeah. This is, this is another thing from Chris Hedden, who yes. made us the, the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot holding the fish. Yep. She said we're it's pro, we're probably gonna have to fight with tons of bubble wrap because she tried to make sure that this one was completely bubble wrapped. Okay. The note says, "Hey guys, I'll preface this with a mini backstory. I love to sculpt, but often have a hard time with inspiration. Since finding y'all's podcast over a year ago, let me just say some of your stories make my sculpting come to life." With a smiley face after it. This is what came to my mind from the Wisconsin Creatures episode. This is my take on the Beast of Bray Road. I hope you enjoy him. Chris from Northeast Georgia. P.S. Sorry for the insane amount of wrapping. Open carefully as some of the protective wrapping goes around delicate features. Chris, you are awesome. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> just, I Sorry, people are tired of hearing me off in the distance. Okay, or maybe that's how they prefer to hear me. I don't know. Okay, how am I going to do this? Um, I need to be very delicate because it looks fragile. Scooch my computer back. Okay, I'm going to start delicately unwrapping 
what is apparently the Beast of Bray Road. The Beast Road. of Bray Road. Okay. Okay. So here's the bubble wrap. Just putting it out on the floor. Oh my gosh, can you see that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it looks so, it's not even unwrapped and it looks super cool already. Okay. Let's see. God. Wow. That looks... Do you see the claws? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I wish I had some talent that I could do something. Paint, sculpt, sing. Oh my gosh. No, that was totally Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love how you posted that video of, is this what we sound like? (laughs) And some people were like, yes, oh my God, that's exactly what you sound like. And some people were like, like, no, "No, you don't sound anything like that. But it's so funny because that was like so Wisconsin where they go into that girl's house and they want her packer tickets. And she's, everybody's got like a tall can of Miller Lite. (laughs) Okay. Oh my goodness. Look Look at at that. That, yeah. It is in one piece. It's amazing. This, Look at it, the detail that went into like the fur. This is unbelievable. Like I don't understand how She's people very can, talented. I don't understand how people can do this. No, me either. Like, or why they no, would take the time no to do it for us. <laughs> or why they would do this. <laughs> okay, I gotta get a That is um he's gonna stand up. Yeah. He is That is amazing. It is like the perfectly sculpted Beast of Bray Road werewolf. He's gonna He's going to go right next to Bigfoot. Yep. God, that is so well done. That's amazing. Wow. I'm actually going to put him there now so that I don't accidentally... Drop him? <laughs> yes. Knock him off the table? That is so good. Thank you so much, Chris. That is so cool. I'm seriously just really touched that anyone goes through this kind of trouble to hand make stuff for us or hand select gifts to send to us. Like I think of the podcast that I like oh that gosh. I've never sent anything to or yeah, never. No kidding. I don't so even the follow fact them that, on social media. The fact that you guys do this stuff for us, seriously, like we love you guys. The fact that you'd want to wear a piece of clothing that has the name of our show on it, let yeah. alone spend money on that. like We 100% truly love you guys. So thank you so much. This This stuff is amazing. This has been incredible. Now that we got our table full of goodies. Yeah, I I have like very little moving room room. over here. Wow. Okay, wow. Thank you. Actually, I'm going to move this stuff. Thank you so much, everybody. I feel like we just sent all of our listeners a mug. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, the people who are sending us stuff, I I would love to send them something. But they don't always give us their address. I know. This comes from the company. We just get so much good. I, I... thought about that the other day like i have so much stuff and oh, most of our stuff stays here but i have so much stuff in my apartment that was given to us by by listeners you know like yeah. uh, you guys are just awesome thank I you just, thank yeah. you so much i don't think we can convey how much no. this like means to us yeah because we like we always say we didn't think anybody was even gonna listen no. <laughs> much less send us, send us stuff. shower us with gifts uh, you guys are amazing and the fact that this bigfoot soap is guaranteed not to grow hair makes me feel better <laughs> and wow the, the bigfoot air air freshener does not smell like bigfoot like squatch scat so <laughs> or cat pee, <laughs> or cat pee. <laughs> no it smells good i love this we could use that down here probably Thank you guys so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now I, I'm so distracted. What, I am too. what do we do now? Voicemails. We have two voicemails okay. we would like to play from listeners. The first one is going to be from listener Danielle. So I'm And I was able to decipher the 
you know, they always do the transcript of what it says and we're always called strange fish instead of strange <laughs> sessions, which I don't understand. I mean, it fits. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but this one is from Stranger Danielle. Hey, Kurt and Krista. This is Danielle Jacobs from Texas. I just wanted to call and say thank you for getting me through the last few months. It's been crazy here. I decided to go back to school to get my doctoral degree. So, Krista, I am with you doing the homework. Um, I've been a little quiet on social media, so I thought I would just give you guys a phone call. I've been saving your episodes, so I'll, like, wait till there's two or three out. So then when I'm doing homework, I can play them back to back. So, um, yes, just getting me through the last few months. I hope you both have a great day, and I'll be waiting for the next episode. Bye. Well, that was really sweet. That was so cute. And let's just be clear. I'm getting my associates. She's going back to get her doctorate. Come on now. (laughs) slight difference but yes the homework when you're working full-time is kind of a pain so I feel your pain and the fact that we're helping you get through this means yeah. so much to us so thank you for reaching out Danielle to tell thank us you that. so much and I follow her back on Instagram yeah, from Danielle's account, awesome so. she, she, and doesn't her sister yes, also yes. listen okay that's yep. what I thought very nice well, so that was thank very you sweet. so much yeah thank like you. I love that and good luck with school I love that we help people get through stuff I know but I mean, the, doing this helps me get through my stuff. Yeah, like that's I've told true. people, I said, this is like one of the good things that I have that I look forward to. So yeah. this helps. So I'm just glad that we're able to help people by doing this. Yeah, I agree. You know. Not something we ever imagined would be part of it, but. So Danielle, thank you for being so awesome. Yeah. And next voicemail, this one is from Josh, listener Josh. Okay. Hey, strange sesh. Uh, this is Josh again. Um, calling from Ohio. I just listened to the near-death experience opening. I got to tell you, I think one of my favorite supporting cast members is Jim. Um, I like when he just sort of sneaks in to the taste test and, uh, you know, gives his input. I think he needs a recurring role on the show. Uh, He needs to become a a regular. Uh, You know, we don't really know much about Jim. I just know he comes down and tastes coffee on occasion. But anyway, just a thought I had. I'm getting caught up on some old episodes. All right, take care. Stay safe. Well, that's really sweet. <laughs> when when like, you got like the the message, you did the voice to text thing. Yeah, and it was really funny because it kept calling him Gem. Yeah, capital G E M. G E M, as in like the wasn't the, that like the a. Cartoon? Like an 80s cartoon, yeah. Jim and the Rock Jim. Stars or whatever. Yeah. But funny. yeah, he Jim is a, a mystery wrapped inside an enigma. He's, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like the wind. He shows up and then he's gone. And then he's just gone. And then he's just gone. <laughs> but well, um, we do need to try to get him on more often. We well, really yeah, do. Yeah, well, maybe later this season we'll think of a, a topic. And he said anything. I asked him if there's a topic he would want to cover. He said anything. Yeah. Be on. And Corey did say that there are some weird conspiracy theories around sports. Yeah. He would totally be down for that. Yeah, he's that really would be cool sports, having, so. having like... Jim and Corey do like an episode where they talk we about like we could just be in the background. We'll just be in the background because I don't know much uh-huh, about sports. Uh huh. Exactly. Same. Uh, 
like mine would be that uh, the ending of professional wrestling matches are fixed. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's about the extent of my sports knowledge. It's all acting? But I know there are a couple sports okay. conspiracies. So it would be really cool to have those two do that. So maybe we'll yeah, have to do that later idea. this season. Um, and he said this is Josh again. So this is not the first time he's left a voicemail? I don't think so. I believe he's left us another one or he has left us messages. Okay. Interesting. But Josh is awesome. We have, so th- we have more than one Josh, so I don't I don't want Thank you so much, Josh. Uh, it's yes, always good. You. It's good to know that Jim has fans. Yeah. So exactly. I also just love hearing people's voices. I think it's I really too. cool when you interact with people on social media, but then you actually get to hear yeah, their voice. It, it cool. makes it like more real totally. when you get to hear who yeah. they are. Like, wow, these more people personal. actually like us. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank That's you fun. so much for phoning in, you guys. Uh, we also got a story sent to us, but we're going to save that for the listeners. Yep. That's from Chris. Okay. Well, so we've we'll got a that. lot of stories. Yeah, sent we to have us. a lot of stories coming. But now I want to read just a couple emails we got. I think I only have a handful. There's probably more. But I have four, I think four short messages from Instagram. I'm yeah, going to read mine, as well. Mine are kind of shorter, but I just wanted just some emails that we got, some random emails we got. The first one says, this one is from Kathy Myers. It says, hi, Kurt and Krista. I stumbled upon your podcast while searching for a true crime podcast a friend suggested, and I'm thrilled that I started listening to you. I was immediately drawn in by your empath episode as I am one as well as an indigo child. Indigo child is kind of like an empath. I, I plan on doing a... A mini mystery about indigo children. Um, Xander and Stone, I believe, just had an episode Did on they? that as well. Yep. yep. Although I haven't found a lot about indigo children yet, I have a few books about it, but none of them have really captivated me yet. But I digress. I absolutely love all your topics. I started at the very beginning, but I'm also trying to keep up on the current season. I'm not much of a podcast person, but your witty banter and playful discussions have me hooked. Oh, Aww. I love that. <laughs> so do I. I was wondering if you have done or will do any strange Wisconsin-specific stories. And I, we, I think this was before we yeah. did the Wisconsin Creatures, but we haven't done Wisconsin Haunted Locations. Specifically, I've been trying to research the area around Eagle, Wisconsin, Paradise Springs and the surrounding area. Mm, I've heard of that. I had heard a story once about a man who was building a resort. I thought it was near Lake Lulu, but he was having really bad luck with construction and fires, something to do with a curse. Uh, as an aside, when I think of a Wisconsin curse, I think of St. Nazian's, where JFK Prep is, because there's weird, yeah, there's, there's weird a weird history, around, history around that town. Kathy goes on to say, I know that's not much help. I was hoping maybe it might ring some bells for you it from your for paranormal me. adventures, maybe. Your recent podcast about Coral Castle and the Dig Commentary had me thinking about it today. Hope you have a great day, Kathy Myers. Thank you so much for writing, Kathy. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm going to keep that for when we do our Wisconsin haunted areas. And I'm going to look into that because, like I said, the St. Nazian's thing fascinates me. Like, I just from my research from when we did the investigation at JFK Prep, I think that town has some weird mm-hmm. juju happening mm-hmm. there. And I feel like that might be cursed. So I might, I'm going to look into this other town okay. and see what I can find. So thank you so much, Kathy. Uh, another email we got. This one, was act, this one is actually kind of cool. I, I, was, I meant to read this one a while ago, but I didn't. This from, I can't remember if I'm, I never know if I'm pronouncing her name right. It's either Jana or Yana. J-A-N-A. I say Jana. Jana. So she wrote in and said, please use this word in a podcast. And the word is orbisculate. Oh, I remember this email. It's orbisculate. And there's actually a website, www.orbisculate.com. And then it goes on to say, orbisculate, to accidentally squirt juice and or pulp into one's eye as from a grapefruit when using a spoon to scoop out a section for eating, which I have done. Yeah. So then I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember if this is her from her email or from the website. I think it's from the website. It says, adorbs, 
chillax, Homer Simpson's dough, and the classic bootylicious. All are words that can be found in an English dictionary, but here we are in 2021 and Orbisculate still hasn't gotten in. We realize you've probably never heard of that last one, as it wasn't popularized by such cultural megastars as Beyonce or Homer Simpson. (laughs) In fact, the guy who thought of it was our dad, Neil Krieger. But we think it deserves to be in the dictionary just the same. Our father invented Orbisculate in college to describe when a citrus fruit squirts in your eye, then proceeded to use it so often when we were growing up that we were shocked to discover it wasn't in the dictionary. Also kind of annoyed since we found out we'd lost a bet of $5 to one of our friends. (laughs) This spring, our dad died from COVID-19. The pain hasn't left us, but neither have the lessons he's taught us. To find a way to laugh, even in dark times, to follow your own path, and when you don't like the solution in front of you, to make up your own. I love that. So we're launching a campaign in his honor to get Orbisculate into the dictionary. It's not the standard tribute for a loved one, but he was an unconventional person, so it seems fitting to honor him in this unconventional way. Plus, we'd like to get our $5 back. (laughs) We also want to help others dealing with loss at this especially hard time, so our campaign will raise money for Carson's Village, an amazing charity that provides assistance in the immediate aftermath of a death in the family. Mm. Please help us spread the word. And again, the website is www.orbisculate.com Can you spell orbisculate? Yes. O-R-B-I-S-C-U-L-A-T-E Orbisculate. Orbisculate. So I'm we're going to try to using We're going to try to use that more in our podcast. Yeah. Like <laughs> if somebody sends us some citrus fruit, we're definitely going to use it because you <laughs> yes. know I'm squirting some of that yeah. in my eye. So we get some Well, first fruit. of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's yes. really sad. That's yeah, really sad. and that's but it, I think this well, is I think it's a really way good to way to memorialize that came, that to memorialize chills, somebody. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's fun and it has so much meaning to their family. So. And I've been orbisculated in the past. So, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I will definitely orbisculate yeah. myself in the future. I don't know how much help we're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll do our best. But yeah, I actually only have 3 emails. Okay. So what I kind of want to do is say is read more emails like in an episode not save it for like the catch up but read more emails we need to get better at that we could do one but the only other email i got is one that you know because we we, i think you and i talked about this oh and this is what resulted in the poll from the uk (laughs) we are not hating on you by any stretch we don't hate on you at all uh so kev from the uk wrote hi your podcast slash youtube vids are amazing Please give up on the food stuff at the beginning as you both are so amazing and articulate in sharing your message. I don't mean to criticize, but I find myself getting frustrated while listening and waiting for the true message to get started. I usually listen while I am busy doing household chores. Really sorry for being critical because you are amazing speakers and I really don't want to be rude. God bless, Kev UK, parentheses, please don't hate on me. <laughs> We're not, we are totally we not hating. We don't hate on you, Kev, We are totally not hating you. On you, Kev. Uh, no. The, we know that the taste test stuff is real Not divisive. No, it's it's yeah. a really divisive thing. Like some people don't like listening to us chew. Some people... <laughs> I hate listening to people yeah, chew. Yeah, <laughs> some people don't like it and think it doesn't really belong in our podcast. And it was never actually intended to be a thing. It just kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was kind of my homage to... Uh, the Sofa King podcast where they test whiskey. Every- Chris, can- Chris and I aren't going to test whiskey every no, episode. No, I got to drive home after this. I wouldn't be very articulate at that <laughs> point. Not that I am now, but I'm just so saying. So they just kind of morphed into part of our podcast. And yeah. because of this, we put a poll in the strangers, our Facebook, our closed Facebook group, if we should move the taste test to the end of the episode. And it was overwhelmingly no. Yeah. Like overwhelmingly no. Yeah. 
There were maybe 10 people who said yes yeah. and well over 150 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it said no. So we're not, we're just going to keep it like it is. But we are going to get better and we've we're already gonna, done it. Yes, we, we're going to get better at putting stamp. the timestamp of yep. when you can fast forward to to actually listen to the topic. Yeah, and I mean, look at all the people who have so much fun picking out taste yeah. tests for us. Yeah. I mean, that's a connection to our listeners that I'm not willing to let go of. No, no. So I do understand the criticism, and I am not insulted in any way that anyone wants to fast forward through that. We won't even know. We have no idea. What? Nothing. I was just looking okay. at that. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, it's doing stuff here. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get that people don't want to listen to it, but you can fast forward through it. Yeah. Because so there are so many people who really point, enjoy it. At this point, it's a beast of its own. So it's going it to stay, is. it's going to kind of stay where it is. So the monster has already been so created. So Kev, we are not, I, the only people we've ever hated on, to my knowledge, are flat earthers because we kind of ridiculed <laughs> them in that episode. But, and the one dude that emailed about too. about you being a giggly millennial and me being a... That was the episode Rhonda was on. And me being a douchey frat boy. Yes, we hated on him. Yeah, we hated on him. We hated on the flat earthers a little bit. He's probably secretly like a huge fan now, so... Probably. <laughs> probably sending us stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, we're not... We don't hate. We don't... No. No, we're not haters in any stretch. And we totally get what, you, what you're saying. Yeah, we totally get... We totally get what... So Kev, we still love you. Yeah, Love you do. in the UK sending love there so it's just going to kind of stay like it is but we're going to get better at letting you know when you can fast forward to the actual we're going to try to say it at the beginning of every episode yep oh and i got one one left from chris and chris said the Greenbrier has a very interesting history on how they hid it in a luxury golf resort the secret bunker congress never used is an article by npr on it great show keep crushing it i love that nice. i love that somebody thinks we're crushing it i know right but uh chris we're going to i'm going to do a mini mystery about some of these secret bunkers that we didn't know about like the one below the greenbrier or mount weather or raven rock so that is going to be coming up because i'm fascinated with that so did we um so steven from the uk he ha- he's the one who owns Pink Flamingo Music Productions. Yeah. He had sent us a like an insider story about the Rendlesham Forest incident. Yeah. Are we going to revisit that during, at some point? Yeah, but I want to talk about that during the listener stories. Okay. Because it's kind of, oh, because it it, I feel like it's kind of a listener story a little bit. It is. It totally is. Yeah. So I kind of want to save okay, that we'll for save that. that. Yep. Okay. I just didn't want to forget it. Okay. I have a few I want to read. Okay. Um, one is from, and this isn't really a story, but Jeff, as I mentioned, Jeff earlier, he sent me this the other day, uh, we worked together and it was a theory he found, I think on Reddit about hauntings and there's a carbon monoxide theory. So I was going to read that really quick because I thought it was, had some merit to it. So it says, and I don't know who to credit for this, but it said many haunted houses have been investigated and found to contain high levels of carbon monoxide or other poisons, which can cause hallucinations. The carbon monoxide theory explains why haunted houses are mostly older houses, which are more likely to contain aging and defective appliances. This is true. And why more hauntings are reported in the colder months. I don't know about that, though. Who's got statistics on that? I don't know. Um, carbon monoxide poisoning explains many of the occurrences in haunted houses, such as feelings of being watched, hearing footsteps or voices, seeing, quote, ghosts, headaches, dizziness, and sudden death or illness of people or pets, and also strange behavior in pets, such as excessive barking or meowing. The carbon monoxide theory also explains why some ghosts don't show up on photographs or videos. Photographs that do show, quote, ghosts are usually caused by dust, insects, fingers, or camera strap in front of the lens and multiple exposures. 
I think this. I think this is actually a great theory. I, I don't think it can explain everything. No, but I, I do think it account is a, for quite a few, though. For some, yeah. Because even electromagnetic fields that come from your electrical wiring in your house can cause. Yeah, that's why they go with their EMF detectors, like right. near, near the power box or that the electrical box. That can cause hallucinations yeah. and and feeling of illness and whatever. And I think so. that could account for a small percentage of paranormal yeah. happenings, I don't but think not necessarily everything. all of them. But I, I totally can buy into that. I t- yeah, I definitely can too. Okay, so I'm going to read a couple of messages on Instagram. I'm going to skip over this recipe that I screenshotted. <laughs> um, I screenshotted. Screenshotted. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Krista. Hi, Kurt. My name's Laura, and I'm from the UK. I just wanted to send a quick message to say thank you so much. Your podcast has got me through some really difficult times and has given me the courage to leave the house when my anxiety is playing up. I just put in my headphones and listen to you too, and it really helps. I love how you're just so upbeat and just lovely people, and I'm a massive fan of horror and all things strange in general, so it's perfect for me. I'm so happy I found this podcast. I just wanted you to know it has a much bigger impact on people's lives than you think in a good way. Stay strange. Thanks again. Love from England, Laura. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Man. See, I know I'm you're not the only teary. one suffering from anxiety. Oh, I'm teary. Wow. Okay. Um, who's this one from? This is from Christopher. Hey, just wanted to let you know I love your podcast. Just recently found it because I did a search on Helltown, Ohio, and you guys came up. Wow. After that, I was hooked. I am now into season four, and every episode gets better. I'm not on Facebook because of all the negativity, but I wanted to let you know that I listen and will be a stranger for life. Keep up the good work and stay strange. Thanks, Christopher. God, thanks, Chris. This is Come on. Uh, hi, I was listening to your latest podcast. Been listening now for about a month. I love you guys and keep the show the way it is. I like all the conversation and the taste testing before the episode. Okay. <laughs> another vote, <laughs> another vote for yes. Yep, you guys are great. You make my work day go by fast. Cynthia, new stranger. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. And then one more. This is when I mentioned before Miguel. I had a message from Miguel, and yep. he was one of the yep. new strangers. Hi, I just discovered your channel, and I am in the process of listening to all of them at work. Awesome content. Thank you for taking me back to when I used to listen to Art Bell coast to coast in the car and late at night with my parents. I have a story I wanted to share and was wondering if we can still submit stories. So just a reminder, we mentioned early, have your uh, listeners submitted stories in by the end of this month, so May 31st. So that answers Miguel's questions, although I did tell him that I think we were going to do it in June. So he said he would try to get something to us. Sweet. That's what I have from Instagram. Okay, I have one last thing that I want to read, and then I think we're going to pop into our topic. topic. We're just at an hour. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So um, this, I always mention Cadence. She's one of my eighth graders. I adore Cadence. Her and Sam and Logan, my eighth graders. (laughs) Um, This list is just going to keep getting longer. (laughs) It's going to keep getting longer. (laughs) But Cadence said that her sister Serenity, I love their names. I love the name Cadence. Cadence. I love, there's a song... I can't think of their name right now, but there's a song by a group I love called Cadence. Mm. So I love that. I just love the name Cadence and Serenity. I think those are such cool names. Yeah, it's really cool. But her sister, I believe her sister's in high school, and she's into like the idea of shifting realities. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Cadence uh, got in touch with her sister Serenity and had her send some stuff. So I just thought this was really interesting. And I know Serenity wanted to hear us talk about it on here. So <laughs> Serenity, nice. here you go. So Serenity sent How You Shift. Okay, shifting reality sounds very complicated, but it's really not. All you really need is focus and breathing. To shift, you focus on your breathing. You take long, deep breaths until your body is relaxed. 
when that's done, you must focus on the reality you want to shift to. Think about all the details of the reality you wish to shift to. What's your place in that reality? What interactions will you have in that reality? Feel your eyes closing as you slowly drift into the reality of your intentions. And if it helps, write out all the important details and everything you want to happen in that reality down on some form of paper and then start this process. Hmm. Shifting into a different reality is like moving through time and space to get that one certain destination you chose. The number of realities are infinite and so are the possibilities within those realities. So when you think about specific details and vividly picture how you would be going into that reality, it gives you control over what happens to you as you're traveling to that reality. Some things might be out of your hands, but if you leave no room for error in what you're picturing and aiming for, then the more power you have over what happens to you there. When you shift to that reality, your brain is allowing you to see through the eyes and body of you in that reality, or that's what I've gathered through my experiences. It so kind of makes me think of like transcendental meditation. It does, but it freaks me out. Like I, yeah, I, a little bit. I don't like that idea of shifting realities. But it's amazing to me that she's in high school and yeah. she knows this stuff. Yeah. So, so Cadence and her sister are amazing people. They really are. But yeah, you know, I wasn't like, thinking I, about that in high school. <laughs> I thought about this the other night when I was laying in bed because I think that's when you, she's kind of doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, like it scares me to think of, I don't know. I don't know. For some it reason. It sounds like a mix of like astral projection, projection and transcendental meditation. meditation. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all about focus and intention yeah. and. But it always makes, like I brought up on here before, it always makes me think of the show Sliders Mm -hmm. where he knows that his reality will be the one where the gate outside of his house, the door squeaks. Squeaks. Mm -hmm. And like I said, in that one episode, everything is perfect. And then he goes to that gate and it doesn't squeak. So he knows that's not his reality. Mm -hmm. But the thought of like not being in my original reality freaks me out. Yeah, it's scary. You know, so... It's just amazing yeah. to me that wow. she she knows about this stuff. Around, it is. So thank you so much, Serenity. Uh, yeah. The more I think about it, the more freaked out I get. Yeah. Like I, That just spooks me for some reason. And it shouldn't. It because it would be cool to go to reality where things are a little different. But I don't know. I don't know. It just, it freaks me out. I don't think it's something I could ever do. I mean, do. you could tie in like the Mandela effect yeah. to it. Yeah, like, totally. Is it like a parallel universe Totally. Kind of thing? I'm guessing it's like yeah. a parallel universe kind of mm-hmm. thing, but I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I don't know either. It scares me. So it thank you so much, makes Serenity. makes you feel like a loss of control even though you're controlling it. And I you know, know I have control issues. Yeah, That's one too. of the reasons I am deathly afraid to be hypnotized. That's yep. one of the reasons why I don't want to do drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to be, I have to have a clamp on my mind mm-hmm. and and... I, that's why I think I can't get possessed. Right. And the idea of giving that up to go to a different reality, I think, scares me. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, thank you, Serenity. I posted a funny thing on Instagram yesterday. I that saw that. said, <laughs> if you don't pay your exorcist, do you get repossessed? I, I saw that. that I thought cute. that was funny. Oh, fun. So now, yeah. So that's our catch up for this yeah, I think we've actually gotten through everything. I think so. Her table is just strewn with food. Mess. It is a hot mess of but food. But it's amazing. Yeah. Gifts and food. And I want one of these chocolate covered bingo <laughs> You well. and I keep, no, but I keep looking at it. I keep looking and my eyes keep going over to that package. So thank you so much, guys, for everything, for the emails, for the gifts, for the food. Like, we can't say enough how amazing yeah. you guys are. And these, the ceremonial dagger is the gift that keeps on giving. So thank you, Adam <laughs> yes. and Sophie. So we're just going to jump into a story. These were just kind of fun stories that I had. And I don't know if we're going to get to the second one, but we're going to do the first one because okay. I, this one, the second one is kind of silly, and, and but we'll see what the time looks like. But these are both from that website, Crazy Days and Nights, that okay. I go to. That's a blind gossip site run by supposedly an entertainment lawyer in Los Angeles. 
So this site even it says on there, this is fiction. Okay. And the thing is, I think they do that to cover their butts mm-hmm. because a lot of their like stuff is, even though they're blinds, they ha- like every 4th of July and New Year's Day, they have reveals where they pick like the most popular ones that people commented on and say who it's about and what it's about. Oh, okay. But a, they've, they nailed stuff about Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, mm-hmm. about him being a creeper they mm-hmm. talked about that long before that ha- that came out okay. uh epstein jeffrey epstein they were calling him out long before anybody knew about the pedophilia stuff mm-hmm. going on wow. so they and there's stuff that you know like i followed that it says so and so is going to be getting divorced within a year and all this stuff and then it happens so so he knows stuff Interesting. but he also throws stuff in there that's obviously fictional and within the last year or two years he's gotten very q ish and that's very conspiracy okay. like rothschilds yeah. like all that Illuminati, stuff and some whatever. people hate it some people like it but i like it i like the the conspiracy stuff so these are this one i don't know if we're gonna get to both of them but they're both kind of like are up our alley kind of okay. stuff but this one came from monday november 26th 2018 and this is going to give you an idea of what it's like when I go down a rabbit hole because my rabbit hole I go down doesn't directly involve this blind gossip item but it kind of does so this is like giving you a good idea of something that like fascinates me that I'm like oh this is cool and then I go down this rabbit hole and I'm like this is actually really interesting so this is from directly from the crazy days and night nights gossip site so it says Monday November 26 2018 today's blind item government cooperation And the blind says, many decades ago, there was a famous UFO author slash researcher slash filmmaker who also, remarkably enough, was the creator of a long-lasting children's show that is still referenced today. He wrote it and wrote the music and was quite the polar opposite from his UFO passion. Apparently, someone in the government was a fan of the show, and when he realized what the creator's main passion was, he decided to help him out. He gave the creator access to all of the government's UFO files and film footage in order to film a documentary. At some point, a higher-up found out what was going on but decided it would cause more of a stink just to stop everything, so they let it proceed with one caveat. The film footage the government was going to allow him to use, in which he had seen, was not going to be allowed in the movie. It basically killed any chance the documentary would be a success because the whole premise of it was leading up to the actual UFO and landing footage, which was apparently jaw-dropping. Fast forward a decade later, and the creator reconnects with a female movie producer. This producer has done some things, but she is mainly known for being the sister of a permanent A++ list director, who at the time was an up-and-coming A-list director, but was still fairly new to the business. So who do you think the A++ Spielberg? Spielberg. Okay. The UFO guy and the A-list director had worked on a film together a few years earlier where our UFO guy told some tales, but the director really didn't believe it all. Anyway, the UFO guy and the producer reconnect and start working on a movie that was so cheap it shared a set with a movie that featured the exact same plot with different actors filmed a few years earlier. The thing is, though, the UFO guy told the producer the same stories he told his sister years earlier. This time, though, he dropped a bombshell. He had made a copy of the film the government gave him to use. He had taken a camera and secretly filmed the scene when it was being shown on a screen from a projector manned by a military officer. Our UFO guy then shows the footage to the sister who gets her brother to view it. The brother decides that he is going to use the footage in a new movie he is set to make. 
The government finds out about this and cuts a deal with the director. They will give this director access to things he can use in all of his films, whether it's money or technology or ideas the government is working on, but in return, he needs to be silent about the UFO footage he witnessed. He can see the UFO prototypes and incorporate them into his movies. It's why he's always focused on science and the future and aliens and the paranormal, in addition to family fare. Apparently, as part of the deal, he does have a copy of the original footage, a clear copy. Hmm. So people guessed who this all was before it came out, but this one was revealed. And it said the UFO guy slash creator is a man named Robert Emenager, who was also the composer for the children's show Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. And that was, <laughs> I, I've heard, heard of that. I heard of it. I've actually heard of it quite a okay. bit. The producer is Ann Spielberg. And of course, the A++ director is Steven Spielberg. So basically, this is saying that... And he does have, I mean... Look yeah, at so this is saying that Spielberg done. knows that aliens exist mm-hmm. and that he saw the actual footage that this Robert Emenegger was going to use in a documentary. Mm-hmm. So we're going to skip the Spielberg stuff and we're going to look at the first part of this, the part about the UFO documentary. And this was the rabbit hole I went down that I just I found really, really interesting. According to the website presidentialufo.com, around 1955 or 1956, the United States Air Force contacted Walt Disney to work with them on making a documentary about UFOs, and it would include actual footage of UFOs and aliens. Disney started working on this documentary, but the Air Force changed their mind and said he would no longer be able to use any of the footage. Then, according to the site, quote, an even more direct and dramatic encounter between the Air Force and a team of documentary producers occurred in 1972 through 73. It was then that former United States Air Force Project Blue Book spokesman Colonel William Coleman and former ATIC, I don't know what that is, ATIC Commander Colonel George Weinbrenner made an offer at the Pentagon of, quote, 800 feet of film, as well as several thousand feet of additional material related to UFOs. This offer was made to documentary film producers Robert Emenager and Alan Sandler. The two men were told that they would be allowed to use the UFO footage in a special film project they had been asked to join. The two documentary... I I feel like I'm always pronouncing documentary wrong. I don't know. Something weird. Sounds right to me. The two documentary producers were told that the government was now ready to release all the facts about the alien presence on Earth. They were shown and told about evidence that they could use for their tell-all documentary. This evidence included photographs and films of UFOs, 800 feet of film showing a landed encounter between three aliens and Holloman Air Force Base officials during a landing that had reportedly occurred there in May of 1971, photos of UFOs taken by astronauts, which NASA had formerly denied the existence of, and several thousand feet of additional film of UFOs was also promised. Hmm. According to a 2019 article on Mysterious Universe, love that site. Great show. Yep. Called, quote, when the government gave Hollywood footage of a real alien landing, the article says, quote, while he waited for the footage to materialize, Emenager and his crew continued with their wider production research, for which they were given unprecedented access to Department of Defense facilities, including the Pentagon. Emenager was even granted time with high-ranking military officers well-versed in UFO-related matters, among them Colonel William Coleman, a former Spurks... <laughs> Spokesperson, <laughs> former spokesman for Project Blue Book, and Colonel George Weinbrenner, then head of foreign technology at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, the location where alien materials and bodies allegedly recovered from the 1947 Roswell crash are said to have been stored. So this is like legit, like mm-hmm. like these guys would know stuff, and they're right. giving these two 
guys telling them to make this documentary saying show with actual footage yeah. of a of a ufo landing and meeting but who in the air force would sign off on such a controversial project Emenegger put this question to Pentagon spokesman Colonel Coleman, who informed him that, quote, the Secretary of the Air Force gave us full order to cooperate. Thus, in an unprecedented move, the Air Force, Army, and Navy gave their full backing to a UFO-themed production. So, too, did NASA, who provided Emenegger's research team with previously unreleased photographs of what appeared to be UFOs in space taken by the Gemini astronauts. We had carte blanche to go anywhere, ask any questions, Emenegger told me. There were no restrictions put on us. Emenegger even claims to have been shown top-secret footage shot at Vandenberg Air Force Base, which showed two UFOs playfully running behind a United States missile. As the documentary neared completion, the two producers waited for the promised dramatic alien landing footage taken at Holloman Air Force Base. Colonel Bill Coleman, however, withdrew the film offer and took back whatever film they had already lent to Emenegger. According to what Emenegger told researcher Tim Good, Coleman had said, quote, the timing was politically inappropriate due to the Watergate scandal. In another interview, he stated, quote, I felt like we had egg on our face. I felt cheated that we were not allowed to use this film. It was taken back to the Pentagon. I stupidly expected to have this footage, which would have been earth shattering. The Emenegger slash Sandler documentary, UFOs, Past, Present, and Future, was released by Sandler Films in 1974. Lacking the actual UFO footage, the documentary was forced to use standard animation, background film taken at Holloman, and elaborate drawings of the so-called aliens. At least, that is what producers thought when they first ran the film. Later, indications arose that about seven or eight seconds of the actual Holloman UFO landing footage was either accidentally or purposely slipped in as part of the documentary. According to the website livingmoon.com, it says, quote, The Holloman Air Force Base UFO landing event was featured in Robert Ebenegger slash Alan Sandler's 1974 documentary, UFOs Past, Present, and Future, and in an updated 1979 version called UFOs It Has Begun. These documentaries were both narrated by Rod Serling, famous for narrating Twilight Zone. Towards the end of the documentary, a what-if scenario was presented to the viewers about a landing that could happen in the future or maybe already happened. In the documentary, Rod Serling narrates, quote, Let us look at an incident that might happen in the future or perhaps could have happened already. The premise is that contact is made by extraterrestrial beings with representatives of the Air Force at Holloman Air Force Base in the deserts of New Mexico. Serling then goes on to narrate the Holloman landing events, which consisted of illustrations of the landing and the aliens meeting Air Force officials. These illustrations were intercut with actual footage from the base. At one point in the reenactment, there is footage of a strange white-yellowish object descending towards the base with the mountains in the background. This is what is believed to be part of the authentic UFO landing tape that slipped through. Years later, Robert Emenegger appeared with Paul Shartle on the UFO cover-up live program back in 1988. Shartle, who was the audio-visual director of the Norton Air Force Base, claimed that he actually did see the authentic Holloman footage. He says, quote, I saw footage of three disc-shaped crafts. One of the craft landed and two of them went away. It appeared to be in trouble because it, fl it fluttered all the way down to the ground. However, it did land on three pods. A sliding door opened, a ramp was extended, and out came three aliens. They were human size. They had odd gray complexions and a pronounced nose. They wore tight-fitting jumpsuits, thin headdresses that appeared to be communication devices, and in their hands they held a translator. 
The Holloman base commander and other Air Force officers then went out to meet them. In 1983, the United States government made yet another offer of a dramatic UFO film for a UFO documentary. The new offer was made to documentary film producer Linda Moulton Howe, and she's like a big name in, in paranormal stuff, UFO stuff, and HBO. They were approached and offered the same Holloman landing film, along with a film of the live alien that supposedly lived in a Los Alamos safe house from 1949 to 1952. The events that led to the offer came while Howe was preparing to make a UFO documentary for HBO. Through a second researcher who had heard about the new evidence, Howe was brought onto the Kirkland Air Force Base in Albuquerque. And here's a name that pops up all the time in our podcast. There, Richard Doty, an Air Force Office of Special Investigation special agent, made her the new film offer. Doty told Howe that higher-ups were willing to release special confirming UFO footage for her documentary. Howe described the offer made to her, saying, quote, The government intended to release to me several thousand feet of color and black and white film taken between 1947 and 1964, showing crashed UFO discs and extraterrestrial bodies in historic footage to be included in her HBO documentary, supported with official government confirmation. As with Kimball and the Emmenager slash Sandler team, the promised film was never released to Howe. Despite Doty's claim that the government had authorized the release of film showing crashed saucers and alien bodies for use in the documentary, it never materialized. Doty and others at the base told Howe that this was due to, quote, political delays. When the alleged historical film footage never materialized, HBO canceled the documentary and Howe was forced to move on to other projects. So it's mm. like they keep promising this mm-hmm. this footage. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the big the big takeaway here is that that 1974 documentary supposedly contains eight seconds of what is believed of actual footage of a UFO coming in. Okay. From a 2005 interview with UFO researcher Grant Cameron, he says, quote, oh yes, it exists. There were two people who were involved in presenting it in 1974 who were approached by the Pentagon to do this UFO documentary for the government. That was Emmenager and Sandler who were the two producers of the film. Their story was that they had prepared the film, and at the very last moment, the Pentagon pulled the Holloman footage back, and they couldn't use it in the documentary. Linda Howe told me that in conversations she had with Emmenager, he told her that there were seven or eight seconds of the actual footage that had been entered into the documentary. It was going to be a public announcement and disclosure about the UFO situation, but in the end, they had decided to go with a, quote, this could happen in the future angle. Hmm. So I called Emmenegger and said, Linda told me this legitimate footage had been slipped in, and he sort of hesitated and said, well, I don't know. So I asked him if they'd given him authentic footage to put in, and he said yes. So I asked why they would give him such a small piece of footage. He replied, so we could use it for background. So when I was in Vegas, I got hold of the actual documentary they had made, which was produced twice, once in 1974 and again in 1979. And from the 1979 version, version, I pulled this seven seconds of film, and you can tell on the film it goes through that this was actually stuck in there. This part just doesn't seem to belong in there. And this was their attempt to get this footage out. It has always been the story that this is where the idea for Close Encounters of the Third Kind came from. It was basically getting across the idea that there had been contact made between the U.S. government and aliens. Side note, the Holloman Air Force Base footage purports to show a UFO landing at the base by arrangement and a number of aliens disembark. They are officially said to be met by military representatives from the base. The seven-second clip Grant refers to shows a UFO coming in to land, but nothing more. 
So the question remains, does this 1974 documentary contain an authentic few seconds of a legitimate UFO footage filmed by the military during a landing? I mean, that is a scene right out of yeah. Close Encounters yeah. at and, the end. Uh, the UFO Alien Database Wiki states that, quote, during production process of his 1974 documentary called UFOs Past, Present, and Future, Emmenegger stated that a CIA courier named Dick Besky shadowed him and his crew throughout the documentary's entire production process. Emmenegger later said that Besky was, quote, always hanging around us, observing. So I looked up this Dick Besky guy, and he was a CIA employee at the time. Hmm. Like, he was just doing a, a public, not, I don't know, it wasn't recently, but it might have been... 10, 15 years ago, but he was doing a, a speech somewhere and okay. they had the brochure and he was a CIA agent at that time. Hmm. So that's a legitimate thing, but I am going to post it in the strangers. There's a couple, you, the whole documentary you can see on YouTube, but there are a couple videos that people have made that just cut, cut out that seven second segment. Have and you it's watched nothing, it? It's nothing. It's, yeah. It's nothing earth shattering. It's like a you know, you can see the Holloman Mountains in the background, and there's this light, like descending. And so it could be anything. It could really. be anything, but that is said. That's rumored to be like actual, actual footage, actual footage that the, the military, military took and gave to this producer to use as background. Huh. So this just really fascinated me that there might be this documentary from 1974 that actually has legitimate ufo footage in it mm -hmm. and like i said it's nothing earth shattering it's a light lowering in the sky <laughs> but it's just it's fascinating to me to look at that and think that that could be footage of a of an alien craft that was actually in a ufo documentary yeah. that just kind of went unknown right and he they, i watched another interview with uh Emmenager and he said yeah he said that was from the actual footage that we were supposed to get of the alien landing that the government pulled back hmm. So he admits, he says, yeah, that is actual UFO footage. It's interesting to think about that in contrast with the declassified videos that the military has been yeah. releasing lately of yeah. footage from like fighter jets. So it's like, like, were that. they ready to, to disclose in the 70s that UFOs existed and decided not to? It seems like to? in a, a sort of covert kind of nobody's going to notice I don't know, or know but then this. the fact that that Richard Doty is in there because Richard Doty is showed up all the time as a disinformation mm -hmm. specialist that he would put blatantly false stuff out there mm -hmm. to confuse the situation so is this disinformation or is this legitimate I feel like if it was disinformation they would have publicized more right. actual this is actual footage they didn't like the actual footage thing only like came out recently and it was never like this went by. I mean, this was in 1974, 1979 and nobody really gave it a second thought. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I, it I almost seems more legitimate. I, I tend to believe that that might be actual footage of a UFO. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it is boring. Are it you going to post it to the Facebook page? Yes. Okay. It, it is just shot of a light lowering in the sky, <laughs> but you can see that. I mean, somebody's like focusing with the camera. You can see that it looks like legitimate and the rest of it is like all illustrations of aliens, what they look like, mm. and just like shots of the Holloman base radar thing. But then just stuck in there for no reason is this this clip of this light lowering. So mm. okay. I tend to believe that that is legitimate military granted footage yeah. that just kind of slipped under the radar and nobody ever gave a second thought to. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So we have a little time. So I am going to do this second one that was from Crazy Days and Nights. And... 
This one kind of gets into the QAnon stuff because one of the things that shows up all the time is a house on St. Charles Street in New Orleans that we believe to be like owned by the Rockefellers or or uh, what was the other? Rothschilds. Rothschilds. Like, and it's supposedly a lot of stuff went on at this house and it burned down, but this constantly shows up in blinds. Okay. So this blind is from September 2019. It's called Project Hedonia, a house on St. Charles blind item. The blind says, quote, it all makes sense if you think about it. What was the house on St. Charles known for? As I have recounted here several times, it was designed as the ultimate honey trap house of all time. And that's like a spy thing. They okay. get people in, videotape them doing bad things, and then they are able to have that to Blackmail. have those people in their pocket. Yep. Okay. Maybe Epstein and Maxwell would say otherwise, but St. Charles has always gotten the most return for its buck. If you will also recall, the owners of the house specifically targeted big-name celebrities as part of their push. They wanted control over actors and producers and directors. Why, though? They can pay, of course, and are worried about being caught just as much as anyone else, but why them? Why that focus? Remember, this is the city where the university covered up their experiments more so than anywhere else. They had the doctor everyone feared the most. They had the doctor who knew more about altering brains than any other doctor in time. While his experiments and work is now being praised for bringing scientific breakthroughs and cures for certain diseases, one part of his research has not been discussed. It was his research, the hidden research, that has caused the government to get into bed so deeply with Hollywood. It is not just about propaganda. It is what he has hypothesized during his experiments. What would happen if you didn't need the electrodes hooked to the brain? What if you could do it via some other method? What visual effect closest resembles or mimics what he was doing with electrodes? Was there something? Yes, there was. The thing of it is, everyone who submits to this does so voluntarily. Back in the very early 80s and when things were tough, they had to keep a low profile because of all the hearings and aftermath of congressional investigations. It was disguised as a grant paid to the university, and it involved using 3D in movies. This was crude. They were guessing and were not sure what was going to work. They needed a huge 3D movie they knew would get tons of thousands of people into theaters to see what would work and what wouldn't. It also had to be a film that got people to react several different times during the movie and to cause some stress. So many things to test. The government gave a whole bunch of money to get this movie made that really had no reason to be made and then to make it in 3D. It was exactly what researchers needed, and they set up five theaters in different parts of the country with cameras and measuring devices to see the results of their tests. They also wanted to test it with a completely different kind of film, one which made zero sense to put in 3D. It was ridiculous and also a really bad movie. To make things interesting, they picked a movie about spies and Russians. They wanted to test reactions in a completely different way to have this as the control group. So that's kind of where it ends, and it was like, what are they talking about? So it's believed that the college and the doctor is Tulane University, and the doctor is Robert Galbraith Heath. And it's believed that the huge 3D movie was Jaws 3D. That's what I was thinking, yep. Jaws. And okay. the ridiculous and really bad movie was a 1983 movie called The Man Who Wasn't There. Okay, I've this heard was of it. This was a control film. Okay. So in some of the comments from this blind, somebody wrote, while the blind is good, I'm more interested in the research they are doing. As soon as you mentioned 3D, I got an idea of what was going on. Each hemisphere of the brain is responsible for handling different functions, both physical and psychological. And the nerves from each eye feeds directly into opposite sides of the brain. With a 3D film, each eye is fed a different image, which means it's theoretically possible to send different psychological triggers to each side of the brain via a subtle manipulation of which images or sounds are sent to each eye and ear. I thought about this in the past, but I was unaware that anyone was actually doing any research on it. 
So that doctor, Robert Heath, is a really polarizing figure. He founded the Department of Psychiatry and Neurology at Tulane University, New Orleans, in 1949 and remained its chairman until 1980. He performed many experiments there involving electrical stimulation of the brain via surgically implanted electrodes. He placed deep brain stimulation, or DBS, electrodes into the brains of more than 54 patients. In 1972, he claims to have converted a homosexual man to heterosexuality using deep brain uh, stimulation. It has been said, Chris, that just dropped her head back. And like, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been suggested that his work was financed in part by the CIA and the U.S. military. TulaneLink.com says, quote, Heath had been funded by the Central Intelligence Agency to carry out drug experiments, which included LSD and a drug, and a drug called Bulbocapnine which in large doses produced catatonia and stupor. Heath tested the drug on African-American prisoners at the Louisiana State Penitentiary. According to one memo, the CIA sought information as to whether the drug could cause, quote, loss of speech, loss of sensitivity to pain, loss of memory, loss of willpower, and an increase in toxicity in persons with a weak type of central nervous system. Why so would he only test it on African-Americans? Be, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not going to go there because I read a really, really bad quote okay. about, it wasn't from him, but it was from a colleague about, so there was a reason about being a lot of them and being expendable. And uh. it was a horrible quote. So I was not even going to put that in here, mm. but that was a thing you know back then. people are wondering. That was a thing back then. There was that, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a syphilis and that was kind of the same thing. And it's horrible and mm-hmm. it sucks, but that happened. Mm-hmm. Anyway... In 1956, he reported that he had discovered a protein they called taraxin, which existed in the blood of schizophrenic patients, and that when he isolated that protein and injected it into healthy quote-unquote volunteers, prisoners, again, mostly African-American, those volunteers began showing signs of schizophrenia. No one has ever been able to replicate those results, however. Why would you want to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a fact at that time that that, pe- that researchers were working on ways to control minds. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what MK Ultra was, and we're going to yeah. get to our show about MK Ultra at some point. But uh, as far as that 3D movie, it says, uh, according to Jaws 3D on InternetMovieDatabase.com, it says this film was the first shot on Aeroflex's single camera AeroVision 3D system. However, the system was not actually ready for use until a week into production. During the wait, the Optimax and StereoVision 3D systems were used. All of the footage from the Optimax system was deemed unusable and thrown out because the system was prone to serious misalignment issues. While StereoVision was deemed acceptable enough that it was continued to be used for second unit work throughout the entire production, AeroVision footage makes up the bulk of the final film with the earliest shot and second unit scenes shot in StereoVision and miniatures and effects shot with two camera beam splitter systems similar to later digital 3D setups. So they were using like different types of 3D. So is it possible that Jaws 3D did somehow that they were testing something? And part of me thinks that maybe these five theaters where they had monitoring equipment up had like a different version of the film where Mm. they were testing to see if like when people were under stress, if the 3D was able to somehow like give, I want to say subliminal messages, but it was somehow able to influence them. Mm. It doesn't surprise me that someone would try it. According to the Royal Ocean Film Society's video called the life and death of 3D, 2011 was the peak year for 3D movies. Uh, In 
it, when this movie came out, Jaws 3D, bad, horrible movie. Mm. It's like it's always consistently voted one of the worst movies of all time. The 3D I don't effects are I've horrible. Ever seen it. The 3D effects are so bad. Uh, it, when it came out, the film made thirteen million four hundred twenty-two thousand dollars in its first weekend. It held the record for the highest opening of a 3D film until Spy Kids 3D Game Over came out in two thousand three. Uh, Richard Matheson, who was one of the writers, said, I'm a good storyteller and I wrote a good outline and a good script. And if they had done it right, if it had been directed by somebody who knew how to direct, I think it would have been an excellent movie. Jaws 3D was the only thing Joe Alves ever directed. The man is a very skilled production designer, but as a director, no. And the so-called 3D just made the film look murky. It had no effect whatsoever. It was a huge waste of time. Roy Scheider, who played police chief Martin Brody in the first two films, laughed at the thought of Jaws 3 saying that the devil himself couldn't talk him into doing it. They knew better than to even ask. He agreed to do the film Blue Thunder just to make sure he was unavailable to film Jaws 3D. Oh, funny. So it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Jaws, The Revenge, the fourth movie, is even worse. It's horrible. I believe I've only seen the first one, and it's the only one I desire but to see, it, it it's makes, a masterpiece. It, it, like I said, you don't know if this is true or not, but it makes mm-hmm. me wonder. Like That's the early 80s. They were, like, MK Ultra was still going on, and they were figuring out if there were ways that they could control someone's mind, mm-hmm. and what better way to use it than to have them willingly put on pigs. 3D glasses yeah. and watch a 3D movie. So this again, I don't I'm not vouching that this is true, but I think it's a really I fascinating it. I think it's a really fascinating idea that the horribly bad movie Jaws 3D and you can see clips <laughs> of it. Another you can see clips of it on YouTube. It's not good. Not yeah. good at all. But were they did, you know, and people are like, why was this movie even made? Maybe the movie why was, was made. Why was Sharknado made? Yeah. And it's like Sharknado a huge... was not bad. Sharknado was Sharknado was entertaining. Seriously, it was not that bad. I liked Sharknado. I'm sorry, but I so liked. Have Sharknado. you watched all the? No, fo- okay. no, but just the first one. So there you go. Is it possible mm. that Jaws 3D was made solely to test if, like, you could do some kind of mind control or subtly manipulate somebody's brain using? 3D movies and 3D glasses. I absolutely think it's possible. I, I think it's possible. I don't know if I buy this yeah, one, I don't know. but it's a really interesting idea that right. this horrible, bad 3D movie was made just, just to test mind control and brain manipulation. Yeah. Uh, according to a March 20th, 2019 article on Burris.com called Virtual Reality and Subliminal Marketing, this article says, quote, as we drift between devices and screens, we have surrounded ourselves with waves of white noise that has become a frustrating obstacle for any advertiser striving to stand out amongst all the distractions. However, a virtual reality headset that removes any form of outside interruption by pumping sound into a consumer's ears and preventing his or her eyes from wandering could make subliminal messaging hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like mm-hmm. I, That makes you wonder that... When you have like a Oculus or something on, that is everything. So what better way to use that right. kind of, of, Take advantage of, of it. technology or whatever mm-hmm. to pump stuff in your brain? So I just thought that was an interesting... Have you ever used anything like that? Yeah. A virtual reality yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have But not. I could totally see like where advertisers, assuming subliminal stuff is real, like, like you're people's attention spans right now are so scattered yeah you know you're watching tv you're looking at your phone you're doing this you're doing this Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like a dream come true for anybody wanting to be able to manipulate somebody is having them have this thing on their head that that is their entire focus right so i just thought those were really interesting stories yeah like the the holloman air force base footage and jaws 3d being a test for whether or not 3d could be used to manipulate brains Hmm. 
So there you go. There's a couple crazy days and nights stories for you. I like it. Yep. They are little mini mysteries. Yeah, they are. But like I said, I don't know if I buy either of them, but they're both kind of... They're plausible, I buy the first one a lot more than the second one. Yeah. Yeah. But what better way to test that Mm -hmm. than to have people willingly go in and strap on 3D glasses? Under the guise of just watching a movie. Yep. So, okay, there you go. Hmm. Now on to our song. Mm -hmm. Our song theme for this week was songs that have food or drink in the title. Mm -hmm. And I actually had two, and Krista kind of has two as well. We've talked about this. Do you want to go first this time? Sure. Um, My first one is one that we both know and love. Is this the runner-up? It's the runner-up, Okay, and this is the one that I know and love too. And it just immediately came to mind, but it's Eggman by the Beastie Boys. I love the song Eggman by the Beastie Boys. It, if you've never heard it, a lot of people probably haven't. Um, but it's about this sort of um, rivalry they have with somebody. We don't know who really it is. Uh, and they're they're egging each other. They're yeah. literally I, like driving around part of me, egging each other. I don't know if this is true, but part of me thinks that at that time, like rap was, you know, like pulling out guns, pulling out my deuce deuce. And, right. and, and this eggs. is, this is almost, yeah, they're like, they're like <laughs> slingshotting eggs at each other. Mm-hmm. But. It's just such a good song. It is funny because they, you do take a lot of the imagery from like what would normally be guns yeah. in a song. And it's, and it's like all leave, about leaving eggs. yolk on their face yep. and stuff like that. Look and up it, and saw egg dripping from the ceiling. But I just like, love the song. I love yeah, the music. I love everything. So I totally on board with Eggman from it's the Beastie so Boys. It's so Beastie Boys. It is yeah. so Beastie Boys, but it's so good. And my second one, this is my first choice, I guess you would say. Um, it was one of the first things that came to mind too is, okay, Sia. I know she's like a big deal now. She She's had a music career for a very long time though she started with a group called zero seven and that's when i discovered her this is like early 2000s i think and uh then i got really into her solo stuff after that and she has a song called death by chocolate that is really really good so i don't think i've ever heard that it's most people probably haven't most people didn't know who she was until she started wearing yeah. the weird wigs and <laughs> like the chandelier wig yeah and hiding yeah. her face all the time she yeah. never used to do that i've seen plenty of performances with yeah. her where you but see it her gets face. attention it gets the attention so i guess um but she she's also been a songwriter she's written yeah. a lot of songs for famous people too so she's been around for a long time but yeah the song is death by chocolate Cool. Yours are both about food, and mine are both about drink, and mine are about the same. Both of mine are about the same drink. Is it coffee? No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, I could not decide between the up until last night. I could not decide between these two, and I finally decided that the runner-up is going to be the runner-up because while I love the song, I've mentioned that band on here a ton of times because I love the band. That is the band Third Eye Blind, Mm. and their first album had a song on it that like hardcore third eye blind fans are always like why was this not released as a single because it is such a good song and it is a song called god of wine Mm. and it's just such a good song like i'll post it in the group but it's like it's i think it's one of third eye blind's best songs and it was just never released but if you're a fan you know the song and you love it it's called god of wine as my runner up so that means my number one choice is a country song by one of my hugest country crushes. I know the song, don't Dina I? Dina Carter, and the song is Strawberry, Strawberry Wine. Wine yeah. I love the song Strawberry Wine. <laughs> it's a Wine. good song. And I remember... It's old country. Yeah, I remember that was around the time that I got I into high country. school, I think, when that I got came into out. country music, and there was one night... 90s? One morning, I got up super early, couldn't sleep. I put my Walkman, old school Walkman on, and... For some reason, it was on a country station, and I didn't change it. And I'm like, all right, we'll give this a try. And they had like four or five good songs in a row, and I'm like, country music's actually kind of good. And uh, 
I, I think Strawberry Wine came after that, but that came out at the time that I was really into country music. And I'm like, I just, to this day, I adore Dina Carter. Like, I just absolutely love her. And I love this song. And I know some of our listeners know it it's because we song. talked about it. Yep. We, I think they've talked about it in The Strangers. But it is the song Strawberry Wine, that one of my sing-along songs in my car. That's actually two food, two foods in the name of the title. Oh, good call. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I just focused on the wine. That's a good song. So yeah, Strawberry Wine. Even we'll post, I think it's a good song. And you don't know, not a country music fan. Not not a big one. But. No, but we'll post those in The Strangers. Yeah. Do we have time for a joke? Sure. We always have we, Next time, I did manage to get back into the listener questions, and we don't have a lot left. There's a, So if you guys want to submit some listener questions, yeah. please do. Make that happen, So next guys. episode, we will go back into the listener questions when Dev is here with us. Okay. Awesome. Who was that piccolo I saw you with last night? What? That was no piccolo. That was my fife. <laughs> it's supposed to be, who was that woman I saw you with last night? That was no woman. That was my wife. What's piccolo? Piccolo is a... Well, a flute. It's a flute. A and so flute. is a fife. Fife is a flute, too. Oh. That was a bad one. That was like okay, a reach. Now... That was that a reach. That was terrible. Do one from the good joke book. Okay, hold on. Let me turn the I need the to get page. the taste out of my mouth from that one. So I don't... How, I, is it like pickle-o? Like, how do they even pickle. tie that in with... Not like a piccolo. It's pickle hyphen Would people o. have even laughed at that back then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Um, why did Jimmy's parents scream when they saw his grades? Why? Because he had a B on his report card. <laughs> Okay, B spelled B E. That's actually kind of that's funny. Cute. Okay, it's better than a pickle one. Yes. Awesome. Wow. So, we'll get to our deets. We should maybe if we ever do get our movie thing, like our mystery science theater, hmm. strange science theater, going up and Ooh, running. I like it. We should do Jaws 3D just because oh, it be was fun. in that story. Then we have to get like the glasses it's, it's, and everything, it, right? I know because it's it's shown in regular. It's not shown oh, in 3D. Okay. But there's a famous scene where the the shark bursts through the glass and it's just so terribly bad. Okay. I'll show you it after we record. Okay. But that would be a good movie for us to do. Yeah. So anyway, our deets, you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the S. We are on Instagram where Krista does just a fantabulous job at the Strange Sessions. You can send postcards and snail mail to The Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. And you can call our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602. I decided I named him Willie. Our little big, our little squash. Yep. Little and at the end of every episode, he'll go back in his little he'll box. Put him back in his, his box with his blanket. Yep. That's he'll, so cute. He'll wait there for us next time. That is time. so cute. Yeah, thank you again for all these gifts. This is just crazy. We want to drive around the world and just hug each of we you guys. We do. I don't think we, we could drive around the world, but you know, Probably what, not. I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. We exactly. give all of you guys a hug in our hearts because we love you guys. So thank you so much yeah. for caring about us. I need to get a new whiteboard to start hanging yeah, more stuff Yeah, to new up. stuff. So. We've run out of room. Yeah. That's a bit much. Wow. Just amazing. And, never and happy Mother's Day, by the way. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. Four years Day. ago, yes. So four to all of our mom strangers, happy Mother's Day. Four years ago, who thought we'd be like this now? Oh. Not me. Not me. Heck no. I didn't think we'd get past season one. I didn't either. (laughs) Oh, crazy. But you guys are the best. What a long, strange trip it's been. Yes, it has. To quote the Grateful Dead. So thank you so much for everything, you guys. And I think from Krista and I in the Strange Cellar, until next time, stay Stay strange. strange.